1: Everyone, welcome to another episode of G Thinks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today's guest really doesn't need an introduction because most of you have asked if I could have her on the show anyway. Kate Kennedy, (laughs) be there in five. Hello. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm very happy you're here for the um, uninitiated, though I imagine there are not that many of you. Uh, be there in five is Kate's podcast and also brand started when you uh started creating um doormats that said turn your iron uh, curling iron off which is brilliant yes. and you sold like thousands of like that is where this all began right like you were at a corporate job and then you were like oh this is funny maybe this will resonate with other people because I've almost burned down my apartment a few times
0: yeah that exactly I, I... I I've just always been a person who's like, no matter how much time I give myself, I flustered when I'm leaving. I'm like a time optimist. Yes. And I think I can do more than I can in the time I have. And I'm well intentioned, but I'm just like a little behind. So I was like, I just need to not burn my place down. Cause I was at work just imagining that my curling iron was on it. That did happen in a friend's episode. of course. So yeah, I was like, why do doormats welcome you in your home? I live here. So I should be reminded <laughs> of stuff on my way out. And I yeah called them remind doormats. And it, it like, I didn't know anything about, rugs or flooring or anything. I just thought it was a funny idea. And yeah, when it took off, I was scrambling and it was kind of the ride of a life, lifetime. That's
1: amazing. How, 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 when was that? How many years ago was that? That was in
0: 2014. And then after a year ish, it became my full-time job. And then I did that full-time for several years and then, um, kind of made myself obsolete and outsourced a lot of it and was like, I don't, this is not what I want to do with my life. It just was like an accidental thing. And that's when the podcast and stuff started.
1: Yeah. And you had a book and I mean that, I mean, it's fun to fall into, uh, success in that way. I mean, it's not without all the hard work that comes after it, but to like have a good idea to hit at the right moment is like, it's like a dream. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's a funny thing looking back on it. Cause I don't think I meant really to be an entrepreneur. I think I figured it out and made the most of it. And I think I'm probably, it propelled me into self-employment that I'm happy with now, but yeah. like, yeah, it, I, I think that it was almost, I had to quit my job and do it because it was so easy, easy to copy that I was being like rampantly copied and people like, people that made rugs and dorms were just doing the same thing and undercutting it because they had scale and infrastructure. So I was kind of like hoarding my idea and wanting credit for it so badly that I was like, i don't know i don't even feel like that version of myself anymore now i'd be like "Eh, you win some you lose some
1: but (laughs) i was like 25. (laughs) of course no i mean it's a different also 2014 is a different time on the internet that's like pre-trump it's pre like fake news like 2014 internet was like fun and pithy and like a great way to waste time and now it's like the place i go when i want to like feel nothing and sad
0: that's so true. It was kind of peak girl boss hustle culture. We were like leaning in and 100%. washing our faces and like <laughs> convincing ourselves we had meaningful power. Yeah. If we just went and did an entrepreneurial venture.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it funny was, to look back on. It was very women supporting women. Um, <laughs> no, the yeah. year of women supporting women, which <laughs> ended, I think with, a, with a, I don't know. Are you a Real Housewives Ra- of a New York fan? Yes. I mean, I think it ended oh, yeah. with Ramona screaming at Bethany on the street. You don't support other women. It's hard for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever I say the word women on the podcast, it's hard for me to not say
1: women. Yeah. Women. <laughs> like the way Ramona does. Yeah. And like with your eyes wide open be like, um, I just, um, um, <laughs> like with in all sincerity, Andy Cohen, um, she, I, the, they got me through, let me tell you the housewives got me through quarantine. I wrote it out with all of them and I noticed, oh, and I cl- mentally clocked this, Kate, that you had made a reference to Teresa Judice on your Instagram story maybe last week. And I was like, oh, I would love to talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey with you. Um, but now I'm remembering. Did you say that you will forever defend Teresa? No, I will. Yeah, so back I it was, up. Back I was making yeah, exactly. a comment. <laughs> I was making a comment about uh,
0: how I have a soft spot for like original housewives and how much they care about their kids and like yes. the ones that are really passionate about motherhood. I just like have this soft spot for, cause I know how much they love their children and that, and the way Bravo chooses to portray different types of parenting is interesting because Dorit's out here like Phoenix Jagger, my darlings, my babies, <laughs> And I'm like, are you more like, who talks like this? <laughs> but then like Kyle Richards, I find to be a very empathetic human who totally. really is a family person and Teresa, the way she spoke about her daughters. I don't know. I, I just am like, I, for some reason i i have like endless forgiveness for some of these women when i shouldn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) well Teresa too and a lot of the ogs like again again with like 2014 being sort of a turning point for internet culture the idea that these housewives sort of signed up for this and like a lot of them signed up for it in like 2006, like that's a different ball game than being like, I'm going to be on the real housewives of Salt Lake city. Like by the time you're being casted in Salt Lake city, you're like, okay, well I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. I know what I have to do. I know how I want to portray myself in 2007, 2008 when like New York and, and OC and, uh, a little bit later jersey we're g- like it was like who's going to see this i don't know i'll just do whatever and then you have teresa being like ah i pay in cash for everything cuz the economy's crashing <laughs> right. it's like like it's like wow wild it's a very yeah you're right there is a i give a little bit more sympathy for people who kind of didn't or the women who didn't really know like like if we were to have told them like oh in 15 years this is still going to be like a thing you're doing right. it's going to be all you are I get it
0: totally. Wait, can I ask you a question as a fellow Housewives fan? Yeah, always. Um, do Do you feel like we're at an interesting crossroads with reality television, where we what we're asking of our public figures and influencers anymore is to be like a good example and a responsible person and an inclusive human being and all the things that matter and the people I want influencing this world. But in our housewives, do we need them to be good people or do we need them to be good characters? I
1: think we need them to be good characters, and I think that many of them. And I think we give them a lot of slack, right? I think we have given Ramona a lot of room. I think too much. I think Ramona (laughs) has very recently crossed the line into as a viewer feeling like, uh, like I can't, I'm contributing to like the, the hand that's feeding her, you know? I know, but I wouldn't have said that in the, in like in other years, I think the pandemic probably changed it a little bit too. Like, Watching them all, just pretend like I mean Ramona especially. I mean, really, I'm talking about Ramona. I think I think good characters is the most important, but I do think that there's a line, and I think with some of them, Ramona probably being the only one I can think of right now. I think, I think there comes a time where it's like I, you know, this is non-condonable behavior. Your your
0: time is up.
1: Yeah. How do you feel? I know
0: it, it. It's. I'm torn. I actually like. I've barely been watching New York this season. Um but I'm just torn because it, like, yeah, the past couple of years, it's just made it hard to ignore when people are very misguided and, in, in their views on just like basic human rights type stuff or stuff or mm-hmm. talking about race and people like, just, I'm like, what world do you live in? It, 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 it takes it from entertaining conflict to like a true distaste and frustration I have for who yeah. they are as people that I now can't escape. And it's like important to have those conversations. But to your point, it's like, are we really going to feed into this? It's, it's different when you're like, oh, they're so crazy. They're having a fashion show on a Tuesday in a non-major metropolitan city with right. a fashion line that's not ready. Like right. those silly housewives. Right. But these heavier conversations, I'm like, oh, this is troubling. And I just, it's not, enter- it's not fun. And not yeah. that it has to be though. I don't know. I'm
1: very confused by the whole thing. Well, I also think as two white women, um, there's I I think our opinion is probably different if you were to ask this of a black woman or like a a woman of color, a person of color. Totally. Because like our, I think right now we're starting to see sides of these housewives that make us like really uncomfortable and they make us uncomfortable because like it's familiar. It's because like we've heard people in our own worlds like talk like this. We know people who behave like this and we also want to distance ourselves from that because we're like, you know, I think innately we want to be like, Not I'm not like, you know, not all men like uh, not all white women like I'm not like Ramona. I'm not Ramona, but I think Ramona. Yeah, I think I think it's very fun to watch their interpersonal drama. I don't know what is happening outside my house. Hopefully it's not coming through on the recording. I don't know. I love to watch their interpersonal drama as it affects them and their like inner circle and maybe like one circle out. But when we're having an entire conversation about like, hey, Ramona, like, was it appropriate for you to get on an airplane during a pandemic, not wear a mask in Florida and then pretend like you got tested for antibodies? It's like, okay, well, we're not really talking about like her and Mario. Did that happen? Yes, that was the. the season before Oh, I'm behind one, oh you have to watch the I'm also not watching this season I like kind of gave up and like I, I can't do it Beverly Hills is giving me all I need right now but their last Same. reunion when they it was during the pandemic like they had them in the room they must have filmed it last summer when there was like a little bit of lull in cases in New York um everyone was Leah especially was yelling at Ramona being like you lied and said you got tested for anti and like and or like you didn't wear a mask or like you were posting it was just like she was doing outdoor dinners in Florida she was like hanging out at Mar-a-Lago and Leah's yelling at her yeah and Ramona very famously is going I didn't have the virus I didn't have the virus like it was very like (sighs) you know I think that (laughs) that was the turning point for me personally with Ramona which is like you're like acting like a mor. like I want to see you act like a moron and have it not affect uh you know, a global population. Yes. I think we're at a place yes. now where we're like, okay, well, we're giving a platform now to a woman who was like, I, you know, I eat blueberries every day. I, you know, I think if I don't think I'm going to get COVID, I'm very healthy. I love, I love being healthy. <laughs> you know, like, like, I think that there's, there's a very obvious line there. And then of course, with like all the Box Lives Matter, um, coming into play into like all of these seasons, it's like, I don't know. I, part of me also, and I don't know if this is the case. I'm surprised they don't have better uh, media training. Like you're on a national television show. Like, has anyone told you, "Hey, don't yeah. like do a racism like on your show that millions of people watch"? I mean, I I guess I'm appreciative that their true colors are shining and that they're not being trained. But like, right. it's very weird that that their world hasn't been penetrated by this enough to know that you should not go on TV and be like and not understand like what white women tears are or like why you can't call black women like aggressive and mean (laughs) um weird it's
0: so that's kind of how the the same thought process i had when like rachel hollis made that video in april Mm -hmm. talking about her housekeeper and stuff and and like the way i'm just like not only is it shocking that as a public figure with a platform who should be fairly socially aware of the issues affecting people because you're in the game of people following you when you have absolutely no idea what is top of mind in the social dialogue yeah. especially related to race in the past year it, to the point where like you don't even know to self-regulate a bit and to modify the way you speak in yeah. hopes it won't offend the people that like are loyal to you. like why wouldn't you care right it, it, I agree it, it's like this next level of like awareness, and then putting action into your life. And the fact that there's no baseline awareness, it just shows that people aren't paying attention, have no interest in changing, no interest in revising their point of view. And yeah, I think that for the Ramona's of the world, good thing her true colors are showing because I think it will ultimately you know, affect her fate on the show because she wasn't able to edit herself in any way. And probably for the better, because it's very obvious when she's self-editing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very, she's like
0: pre-planned something she was going to
1: (laughs) say. Yeah. Cause it always comes out wrong. A that's how you can tell. But also to your point, it also means that they have no personal experience or, um, anyone in their life having these conversations with them, it means they are surrounded by people who think exactly like them to be that comfortable being like, you know, I'm not, I don't see color. Like after last summer to go on TV and be like, I don't see color. What's wrong with that? I was taught to love everyone. Like you are not listening and like not even on a global scale. Like you aren't even having these conversations with the people that you're closest to in your life, not publicly. Like no one in your life is talking about this. If you think that that's fine.
0: I almost wonder if at a certain size, because I've thought about this in the context of Rachel Hollis a lot. I'm like, at a certain size, do, do you get like so much negative feedback and so much noise and so much trolling that you look at nothing ever? Like, yeah, because you're like you're everyone's a hater. Truly just yes, yeah. and you're truly in this echo chamber, and or not even paying any attention to the response to you whatsoever, and you create like create your own reality of like what people think of what you're doing. Because otherwise, I'm like read like read one Instagram comment, like, yeah. read one of your DMs. I'm sure yeah. people have said this to you
1: before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're you're totally right. And it also and what I was going to say earlier too is that you can see the spectrum of this with some of the other women, like Sonia. I, I mean, if you watch some of the episodes of this season of New York, because race is at the forefront of the entire season, which I think is great. But I also just I hate that Bravo has now made it Ebony's job to, like, educate Ramona. It's never going to work. And, like, I personally, like, cannot watch her be put in that. That's not fair. Um, but Sonia, like, is, is that.
0: Is that what is happening? Ebony's, that's
1: awful. It, everything kind of turns into a conversation about race, which has been a chief complaint of a lot of viewers. My personal belief is that how could it not turn into a conversation about race when you are interacting with a Ramona singer who like really doesn't get what's going on. And like every single thing you do is offensive. The way that you talk to staff at the vacation homes you guys go to, like the way that you talk about your black friend, like I'm not racist, I have one black friend. Like that is something Ramona says like the time she like brought a black woman that she met like to a party with all the women and like a big plot point of one of the episodes was all of them being like did she post an instagram with like Brashaun because she's black and she wants to show people that like she is friends with black people and luann and sonia are like yes and ebony's like okay well then i have no. to yeah like this season is a mess not because the conversation is about race but because ebony is now like the educator and like the character who's always bringing up race, but it like of course she is. Why wouldn't she? And it's not fair for Bravo to put that on her because it turns it makes it into like her character trait when it's like her. It's like it, It's just her. It, she's a human and she's a black woman. I mean, that's just what's going to be right. It's why it's a really and if you wild. Season. Aren't
0: making any progress in like getting through to her? Yes, it's going to seem like you're beating a dead horse when the reinforcement has to happen as long as the bad behavior is there yes and then what are
1: you going to do because you're not going to let it slide but right
0: yeah if it's not moving then what's yeah
1: that's okay I need to get caught up it's just Um. it's just kind of crazy but then you'll see you'll hear hear Sonia Sonia say I'm saying Sonia like Luann Sonia Sonia Rita (laughs) you'll hear Sonia saying things that you're like okay Sonia has been having these conversations like Like she's saying, she's saying things, she goes a little too far, but she's saying things that make it seem like she has read an instagram dm let's put it that way sonia has read one or two dms um ramona so many interns that are gen z exactly (laughs) yeah exactly right she has her interns she has her black lives matter intern giving her like powerpoint decks on like how to handle it it's she looks great she does look so good i mean this is ultimately a huge problem with bravo too because it's so white i mean it's just recently that we're getting like you know, a Garcelle and a crystal and Beverly Hills and Ebony on New York. I mean, New York's been around forever and there's been one black woman and they put her in when race is like <sighs> the top of mind on a national conversation. It just seems like, so if uh, I don't know, I've, I've, I've had bad Wait, feelings about it. She, the per-
0: she's the first woman of color. That's a New York city housewife. And yeah, like 15 years.
1: And they started in How- 2000. They started filming in 2009 and she's the first. And she's been on it for oh wow. Two is it two seasons or is this her first season? I don't remember, but I think it's her first. I think it's her first too, and that's it. I mean, like, and then and you bring her in and you make her have to do all this labor. I mean, it's just like you don't give her a fair that's shot. Really shitty. It sucks because Ebony to all of the complaining white people, Bravo watchers of America, it's like oh we have to get this from everyone else, and now housewives have to tell us that we're racist. Like it's, it's not an escape. Yeah, suddenly, right.
0: Right. But then like Beverly Hills, I'm finding stressful. Yeah. Like it's so entertaining and it's, it's only going to get better. Yes. But like, I can't imagine being in that room. And like, <laughs> when, when they're like confronting Erica, I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. Cause she's kind of scary. She's and, so scary. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Erica's situation. I I don't know if you've talked about this at length on your podcast. I haven't. I've like, been waiting you, for you, Kate.
1: I've been waiting. Do you for think you. she? Do you think she's guilty? I was just going to ask you the same thing. I like, felt so bad. The I think the race issue also has been because Beverly Hills started out with some race issues between Sutton and Crystal, and mm, Sutton sort of employing right. her like I'm Southern and like I was taught to love everybody and like crying because Crystal like doesn't want to be her friend. And like, that was like a whole thing. Luckily for Crystal and Garcelle, they are not getting the Ebony, uh, treatment on their, in their city because Erica's drama is taking up every, Breath of every episode of the show. I mean, every episode is like, and then they read the LA Times article and then they did And then like, it's just, it's only about Erica. Right. Do I think she knew? I think she is hearkening <sighs> back to Sonia Morgan launching Tipsy Girl and pretending like she didn't know that (laughs) that that skinny girl and tipsy girl yeah I think that Erica (laughs) I think Erica Uh. can't play like I am a smart businesswoman. I am not just a dumb blonde I am not a gold digger I love this man and then turn around and be like no I had no idea like no one ever told me about the finances no one ever I never knew no one told me anything like one of those that could be true but then her entire brand of like I'm an independent woman and I married Tom for love and like I have my own business and this isn't about money that also does that that can't feel true if she really didn't know then she was kind of a gold digger I hate saying it, but that is just how it feels I, I just would imagine the the more she says the more she lies about the like or the more she talks about like Tom driving off a cliff and then getting like in an accident, like none of it really makes sense. I wish she would just talk no. less. Um, I do probably, I, I, if I, on the spot, I think probably she knows, um, or she knows more yeah. or she, when, I don't know how, when she found out, but I think she knows. And I think she's playing dumb on the show. What do you think? Um,
0: I'm still really excited that you brought up tipsy girl. Yeah. I, like <laughs> that's like something that was, I completely forgot about. You can't forget
1: about tipsy it's, like, girl. It's one of my,
0: <laughs> One of my friends started a business called like,
1: I'll get there 10
0: early. Yeah. And then we're
1: like, what? <laughs> like, sorry, I thought For you sure. had a great idea. So I thought I would do it. Like, which is exactly what she said. Yeah. I'm like, right. right. Um, I'll be there 10 minutes late. Oh, okay. <laughs> great
0: brand. Yeah. Like it's totally different. It's just not different. Um, and we make but, welcome yeah, signs, think, not
1: doormats, Kate. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. It's no, not,
0: not the worst idea. Uh, <laughs> the with Erica, I think, uh, I think the internet, like myself included, like we want things to be very uh black or white, like we want things we want her to know and be this malicious villain covering things up, or we want to argue for her staunch innocence. And yes. it's like, it's probably both. It's probably, I don't know the ins and outs of everything my husband does, I don't know enough about it to even ask questions. Um, I understand that, like you would have a level of normal in terms of how you interact with somebody about their vocation. And when I was watching Tom in that Hulu documentary, the way he uh, talks in circles and never answers questions Mm -hmm. and manipulates people with his nice guy uh, energy. He, I always thought he was a little condescending in that way toward Erica. And I can see him presenting a version of reality to her that said all the right things that made excuses for everything However, to Sutton's point, this 20 million getting funneled to her business, not understanding the origin of where that money comes from, not having any idea that he wasn't paying victims for many years. It's like she probably knew something was wrong there on the record. People left uh, his firm feeling like the books were weird. Like it's not all right. And it's not all wrong. I yeah. can see how a woman might not be that aware of what's going on in her husband's business dealings, but it, it's a level of money and a level of responsibility within her own business and LLC that she should have asked questions. Yes, And so we can't argue innocence and negligence always.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also we, we saw it with Teresa Judice. I mean, like did Teresa do anything? Like did Teresa concoct a plan to commit bank fraud and mortgage fraud? I don't think so because I don't think Teresa's that smart. Do I think that Joe Judice put papers on her desk and said, Hey, sign these. And I think she was like, okay. And yeah. didn't read them. Yeah. I think that that's what happened. And I think, but I
0: think about that all the time. Cause I trust my spouse. Yeah. Sign- I- I- if you need something signed. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, but, I don't know we're, we're renters it's not like we're doing anything yeah, right. crazy but like whenever I'm insuring, signing something <laughs> for insurance or whatever I'm just yeah. like not that worried and every time I'm like nope Teresa didn't read yeah. when she signed
1: <laughs> it's totally true but I would also say uh not knowing your husband and you not knowing mine I don't think we married Joe Judice. like like Joe Judice no. gave off many red flags that things were not like true you know I think true. she ignored a lot of bad behavior but but yeah, I I don't know. Joe Dice is always like, uh, you know, I get the money and uh, you know, and, and like I don't know if I was Teresa, I'd yeah. be like, uh, I don't think I trust this guy's contracts. Like, and he also that was like a total when Teresa <laughs> Teresa's signing all these papers after her husband has been to jail for like trying to get a fake driver's license for like. um signing his old partner's name on like a loan oh. like this had already happened and she's still like yeah joe no problem you're right you're right <laughs> so I feel that's like- important
0: nuance <laughs> wasn't out of the blue
1: it wasn't out of the blue i think joe judice and Teresa just was like you know like i trust my happy juicy joe and look where it got her don't you feel like it, it's hard to watch dorit have commentary on this though because yeah the circumstances of their finances are so murky can you can so I am not so like Dorit for me is like I didn't major in Dorit like I majored in Teresa I majored in Bethany I majored in Erica and Kyle I didn't major in Dorit can you let us know what is what's the actual like gossip of Dorit's finances
0: I I don't know like they my understanding is like every time they've had a house on the show it's turned out that like they've actually been renting it or it's in like pk's business's name and like from what i understand like this main recent career is being boy george's manager and like how wealthy can you be making 10 percent of boy george's, somebody yeah. who's like not as active on the scene like is it as a state like mm. then i could maybe understand it mm. um and also i feel like uh the the you know, it's the wealth, uh, Money Talks Wealth Whispers, no money megaphones of it all. Like, look at my Hermes plates. Like, it's just just so in your face that it feels suspicious and her outfits are beautiful and she's so stunning and I like her as a character and I've found her entertaining and getting increasingly warm over the years, but I just don't think it's clear where their money comes from and I feel like their wealth is so performative. It's suspicious to me, but I don't have details as to why. It just, they, she, they feel guilty. Remember that last season when they did, they broke the fourth wall and they were asking questions about to Dorit and PK sitting together. And they looked like,
1: they looked like bank robbers. They yes. look like con artists. They looked like and a what Bonnie was that and scene about? Yeah, that was, yes. it was like, it was, Oh, you're so right. I totally forgot about that, but it was like, she was like eating a mint and they asked yes. her a question about money. and She did not answer it well. I remember. And, and Dorit was wearing like a weird newsboy cap. I'm yes. Yeah. She kind of looks like the Hamburglar. Yes, she did. Okay. So Dorit and PK clear up (laughs) financial. I'm going to just send you this link. So we, so we have it, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She looked, she's wearing zebra. Hold on. I'm putting, (laughs) this is really funny. I'm putting this in the chat. Oh, I totally forgot about this. Okay. Wait, here we go. Um, I totally forgot. I love
0: when the producers are trying to tell us something
1: and they, they were
0: trying to tell us something's not right. They
1: sure were. They sure were. Yeah. The producers always are one step ahead. What a hard job though. I mean, you know, not brain surgery, but I I think very close. Um, okay. Here's click that link in the, uh, in call messages. (laughs) (laughs) Dorit is wearing legitimately a like leather newsboy cap that I would have been like, I need that in 1998 and a zebra sort of print top and PK is, you know, in all black and they're explaining their finances. And I guess the latest thing in, in their world uh, on page six uh, from July of, you know, a couple of weeks ago is that they owe one point three million dollars in taxes. Um, and I think that it's been a very yeah. it's, a, it's been a very interesting. Um, uh, watching them have to talk around Erica and Erica's situation. By, right. And by being like, but there were victims involved with erica whereas i only just did not file my taxes <laughs> for five years right Who did i forgot we that they filed for bankruptcy yeah they, these they- housewives tend to get on television not realizing that like their skeletons are coming out of the closet asap because all of them are like a mess
0: i know and it's it's funny because like the beverly hills women i i will say i appreciate that they're like serving looks
1: mm. um and it makes
0: me laugh that kathy hilton is so like i still don't think she really understands she's on tv because she's like why are you all
1: dolled up we're just sitting here at the house <laughs> yeah. and it's like kathy you're <laughs> on national te- it's the house on television yeah yeah you like see the guy with the camera like that's plugged into something kathy but but thank god for kathy <laughs> hilton like thank god so
0: I got to say, going into this season, I was a little annoyed at, you know, how, how good of an edit she was getting because I was fresh off of the Paris Hilton documentary where I thought she seemed so cold and unfeeling about Paris's trauma related to the troubled teen industry. Uh, but I will say, as I've watched Kathy Moore, I just think that, like, she's just not paying attention uh-huh. to anything, yeah. anywhere Ever. Yeah. And hasn't, it has the luxury of not having to pay attention because yeah. other people pay attention for her and plug in her fan. Like, I just, she's so entertaining. And it, for some reason, it's not in a way that's like, uh, she's saying things that are ridiculous and privileged in nature, but it doesn't make me as mad as somebody else because she just seems deeply self unaware.
1: Right. And I think also she is a very good um, antidote to watching Erica pretend like she didn't know things because Kathy, you're like, well, that is someone who doesn't know what way is what, you know what <laughs> I mean? Whereas Erica, like has never put on the front of like what Kathy's doing. And that's
0: the other thing is Erica's always been like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I have my alter ego. I am my business. I am the you know, Erica, Mrs. Girardi or yeah. I'm Erica Jane. I'm not a bimbo. I'm not I a like, gold digger, she right. just, not a gold digger. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I think Kathy does have uh, authenticity in her cluelessness, which is perhaps refreshing. And she doesn't need this show. So she's not strategizing her own like bits. She's not pre-writing her no. talking heads. She's not d- doing anything other than existing. She's just showing And up. no matter if you are good or bad or like it, whatever your character is, it's just going to work if you're actually being yourself.
1: Right. And I think she is the... Levity that everyone needs right now because the, se- the the season is dark. But then you have Kathy. like Dorit, There was that scene in La Quinta where Dorit is explaining what um, frozen bank accounts means. And the camera just goes to Kathy, who is smelling the volume spa candle that she brought herself <laughs> to <Kiles. laughs> Do you hear Doreed's voice in the bath- background being like, It means when her assets are frozen. And then all of a sudden the camera's on Kathy and she goes, going- <laughs> like sucking in the <laughs> smell of the candle <laughs> and it's like perfect or like when she's in bed with Kyle like reading the newspaper at 1 a.m and I forgot one of, you my, red one of my bravo like one of my my friend group has this bravo chat and the title of the chat the name of the chat is it's Kathy. I'm on Rick's iPad because she did some Instagram Live thing where she was on where she was responding as Rick Hilton, and she just kept writing. It's Kathy. I'm on Rick's iPad. There's someone. I mean, talk about not having a bit committing to that. That's that's all her. You you know you don't see Lisa oh. Renna on Harry Hamlin's Instagram. This is all Kathy. This is all Kathy.
0: Truly, and it kind of bums me out that they were so estranged for so many years. I know because she seems kind of just like delightful and there and it's hard to imagine them having like a knockdown drag out fight about stealing her goddamn house or whatever the rift was about
1: right i know that was
0: like kim but i think kathy and kim were on each other's team against kyle right
1: yeah kyle has always said two of them are always in a good three of them are never in a good place together it's always two against one and they all alternate i think this week we're gonna see yeah very kardashians (laughs) right um i think this week we're supposed to see something about like kyle and kathy an american woman because i think that was what kathy's riff with her was about was about the show that she wrote for tv land about her I mother forgot. it's really weird like the, the amount american of woman. knowledge i have about housewives is you know could be used so much with other things but it's just it's not it's not that wasn't my lot in life um what was it's I going- her marvel verse it's fine <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's a hobby <laughs> what was i going to ask you about though um uh how do you feel about lisa rinna this season um sort of defending erica and wanting to leave her alone and asking garcelle not to ask the hard questions apparently because the last season she was all over denise and the whole like brandy thing
0: i think lisa rinna i i don't th- i think she wants to be erica's friend mm-hmm. like i think she just wants like to keep her as an ally and wants to blindly defend her and just like wants to look good as if she's like supporting her friend when everyone else is kind of taking her down and it's her way of staying above the drama not getting in the mess but I don't know if she really honestly cares
1: yeah I I don't know I mean she's just it's just a stark difference from last season though I was really not into the Denise Richards drama I wasn't it wasn't for me either
0: I haven't really loved, like, I, I, you know, Rinna has her moments, but like ever since uh, Munchausen's, Mm. her, the way she harps on things bothers me. I feel like conversations kind of go in circles when she's taking something up with somebody else. And I'm kind of enjoying watching other people fight this battle. Yeah. Because I feel like she's always kind of the contrarian in a sense. And I don't really get why she's Defending Erica in this way, unless she knows something other people don't. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it just, for me, seems like a way to stay out of trouble and for her to kind of be there, but not have to be fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would agree. And I think similarly to when Luann said, don't be be cool don't be uncool like lisa renna screaming own it own it during the munchausen season it became sort of her thing and i think she grabbed on that and was like i'm gonna be the gal who like every season tells it like it is and like i'm gonna own it and i think she's <laughs> having like a yes. hard time you know continuing with that um personality trait that she's given <laughs> herself
0: all of that's to tough say. when people merchify memeify yeah. like like a uh, uh, dorinda yeah may, may, you know make it nice it's like it was funny when it happened and it's great on the etsy merch but mm-hmm. like you don't need to memeify your entire housewives existence
1: yeah like having like a book come out called make it nice is like eh, i don't know and i love dorinda and <laughs> i'm like a big dorinda apologist but like oh my god okay we get it you said it. I want to Airbnb
0: Bluestone Manor so badly.
1: <sighs> my friend and I drove, went, we go to the Berkshires every fall because we went to college up there. I and mean, we drove by. We fe- literally found her in his house and we kept driving by. It's like up an entire, like we barely see it, but we kept going like in circles being like, ah, Oh my gosh. I would love to stay there in the fish room. Um, good for her though, doing that. What a good, that's a good publicity marketing very Genius. smart. Can't believe
0: Sonia hasn't done it with her townhouse. Yeah,
1: I would love that. She's probably too worried. I mean, the roof will like cave in.
0: I would love to yeah. like ha- go to a bachelorette party in like the brown water palace yeah. or brown ice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there was That'd like a so whole season you wouldn't even need to fix it up you wouldn't even need to there was a whole season where like sonia spent like three episodes trying to get a blackberry out of the toilet like it was like a rough. there was like a rough go for a while and things were happening simpler at the townhouse yes yeah, simpler, simpler times. times do you have like a favorite that really carried it episode. really did i mean that's the that's when back to your original question it's like when do you hold them accountable and it's like i want to i agree with the people who are like i'm you know I get the people who are like, I don't want to talk about race on Real Housewives. I want to see Sonia do, you know, caberlesque and I want to see Luann like fuck a bartender and like get caught on camera or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to hear about race, but like, unfortunately here's where we are. And like, this is what's happening. So we, I mean, I would rather see them not ignore the problem, but I think people are like, totally. can we please go back to like, you know, Aviva throwing her leg at Le Cirque and, And Heather screaming holla, which like a whole other conversation. And, uh, you know, I miss I even miss Carol thinking she's too good for the show. Do you have like a favorite like do you have like a peak moment in Jersey or or New York that you think back on or that like nothing uh, or any really housewives moment that will never be topped for you? Oh, that's a good question. I should have prepared you for this, but we're really going off the fly
0: here there's so much there's like such a reservoir to pick from i think like of of all i love new york and beverly hills the most i used to like oc Mm. um because like i think some of the oc moments that's gotten so bad in recent years like we forget vicky at tamra's courtyard Marriott baptism said she was being nailed to the cross like Jesus, like Jesus for her <laughs> boyfriend
1: faking cancer. Yeah. Oh, that was a great season of television. Like you, that was insane. It behavior. Was insane behavior. <laughs> and I'm like, how are we
0: at like this weird hotels baptism? And she's comparing herself to Jesus while she's lying about having cancer. Like it, it just that those are the moments where I almost was like, that, that's like bad character in the form of entertainment that I makes was, you want to keep watching. Yeah, that's
1: like the perfect example of what I want Housewives to be. I want you to have a boyfriend who's lying about cancer because at the end of the day, you're only hurting yourself. You know, you're only hurting right. your immediate friend group. I don't want to watch Ramona like skirt pandemic law. And, like, fuck around and find out what happens when she lies about getting antibodies or whatever. But that you're right. That season of OC is, like, perfect because if you guys haven't watched it, it's amazing. I'll figure out which one. I think it's season 10 or season 9. But Vicky, who is a long-time the 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 OG of the OC her she has this boyfriend her boyfriend's like I have cancer and literally every other woman after they talk to a psychic who's like he doesn't have cancer they're like he doesn't have cancer and it turns out he doesn't have cancer and this goes on for the entire season and it's amazing it's amazing
0: I never thought that he would actually be faking. It was it, that, I was like this is too good of television yeah. if he's honestly
1: lying. Yeah. That, we can't be that lucky. I know, right. That right. I think and I think OC was really all downhill from there. Though I will say a very good OC moment is when Shannon and David are in marriage counseling, and they have to f- and they have to give each other <laughs> eulogies at their funerals. And they have Shannon lying next to like a cardboard grave, and it's like dude, Shannon, dearly departed. And David has to read the <laughs> so eulogy dark. Shannon over. And I was like, wow, like if this is marriage, you can keep it. Um, and then I got married, so, so I guess I learned nothing from that. But yeah, that was super dark. Um, I love like I loved the family drama from Jersey, um. Oh
0: yeah. Well, it's good when it's inherent drama. I mean, think about why Vanderpump Rules worked. Like, if you're actually friends and shit's constantly actually going down, yeah. it makes for good television. Look at Southern Charm season one and two. Like, there just has there has to be organic relationships for there to be drama worth watching that isn't manufactured. Yeah. And to your point about like New York this season, I think what's so frustrating too is even though I haven't watched it, it's like the reason this conversation is being dragged out is because the women are refusing to evolve, absorb it, and like actually listen yeah so it like it probably wouldn't be the entire plot line if they had the conversation once and if it was effective yeah and so like how is it ebony's fault that they're not listening anyways i know we talked about but like yeah that's infuriating now that i think about it it and i can't decide if it makes me want to watch or not
1: i i would say (laughs) it it doesn't make you want to i I, trust me when it's not worth it this season the new york season and it's not ebony's fault and everyone wants to say it's ebony's fault it it's the fault of bravo making like a black woman do this dirty work yeah. like <laughs> after 15 years you guys want to have a conversation with ramona about like being pc after you've let her like like basically like <laughs> sweep every person of color that's ever appeared on that show usually in the form of like a staff member under the rug for entertainment value now you want a black woman to come on and tell her like read her the riot act and think she's going to take it doesn't seem like it was ever going to well, work do you think it's that's like an interesting housewives ism
0: that I've always thought was weird that I maybe I'm just not in this echelon of wealth, but like I've, is that normal that people unpack your bags? No,
1: I don't think it is. And, and I don't think anyone does that. Not, not also not in that echelon of of wealth, but I don't, I think I would think it would be more likely that if someone like Ramona or if someone of that level of wealth or perceived wealth was asking people to unpack their bags, for me, it would be more likely that they would try to go into a situation like that and pretend like they always unpack their own bags. Like I think probably in like quiet, unrecorded, uh, you know, moments to, to but I think rich people, you know, have helped have people do everything for them. I mean, I think that's not weird. I think what's weird is that Ramona, has not an ounce of humility to be like, oh, there's a camera pointing at me and like telling like the the bellhop, like, okay, can you put my dresses over there? Can you, um, I just I like the hangers facing to the right. It's like get like read the room. It's, it's so bad. But, the, but there's Bravo, nothing more stressful than it, watching them choose rooms on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also think about like Ramona like has been gassed up to to act like that, right? Like there has to be a Bravo producer being like you know oh people love it when you and Sonia like act like pieces of shit when it's time to choose rooms like we got Mm. like don't you know you can't they can't just go I mean imagine Sonia and Ramona going into a vacation and then not being like that when they're choosing rooms people will get pissed like that's what people want to see and I think what's happening this season is that they're like Ramona's like but you always sort of like uh, like applauded my bad behavior like that's why you guys liked it like made good TV why can't I say that like I don't think black women yeah. are smarter than white women. Like that's truly. Did she say that? No. I mean, it's implied in a lot of ways, oh, but oh like she's, but she, that's her viewpoint, you know, like she'll, yeah. and she'll think she'll say like, you know, I worked really hard. I got nothing. I worked really hard. I don't have white privilege cause I grew up poor. Like that, that's the kind of shit that she's putting oh. out there. And now I think she's getting feedback cause she's never gotten in 15 years. You know, she's never been told like enough. Does RMS fashions do that well? Like her Hamptons <laughs> house is
0: pricey and her entire business is that residual inventory clothing business. Yeah. And then for M- Mario's true faith, religious, religious. jewelry business. <laughs> yeah. And then and- true tr- her finances, I don't think people question enough
1: either. <laughs> no. And I also think there's a lot of old money there. I think that, I think a lot of Ramona's money was like uh. made and invested pre Bravo. Um, that's a that's a good point. Speaking of housewives, moments that never leave my mind when Ramona's getting her the graphics team doing her true new. And she goes true read new wool. I want the R to be capitalized. She she's like I want it to say true, true new <laughs> <laughs> That I think that plays in my head multiple times a day. Um, or Alex McCord's graphic design of yeah. <laughs> Bethany in the cocktail glass. <laughs> Wait, Alex, bring back the McCords. Kate, like, tell me you have seen that, it. Have you seen Alex? What Alex McCord's doing lately? No. Oh my gosh. I'm about to present to you in real time, something my brother sent me two weeks ago uh, with, um, so Alex McCord lives in, in Australia now and she works at, uh, you know, like, um, you know, like a senior, like an independent living or, or, a assisted living. And I am going oh. to put a little bit of the clip in the show so that it's not just us talking about something that is, Uh, cannot be seen but I am going to send you and I would like you to watch uh, this video so Alex a few only 2,299 views this is like this is a deep cut I would like you to to go to let me give you the time code please go to uh 207 class and watch (laughs) can you take us to a class um, and can we follow
0: along? Absolutely. Let's do some exercises, yeah. shall we? Yeah.
1: Let's start with Kookaburra. You ready? Here we go. Leaning down. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, she is like a laugh. <laughs> laughing yoga <laughs> is the name of her class. And, and I, <laughs> there's a lot happening here. So I'm gonna include the the clip, and I'm, I'm gonna include the uh, some of the audio. It's very it's very sweet when you think about it, right? Like she works at this independent living facility or a senior citizen home, and she does laughing yoga with the residents who are all, of course, elderly. And it's basically about you know engaging their muscles and like yeah. laughing. And it's like a whole thing. The fun that is not the funny part. The funny part is that Alex McCord coming out of the woodwork after like escaping television pretend and like kind of just like showing up as oh oh we're we're at this nursing home and uh this woman over here teaches laughing yoga and she's going to teach us how to and you look closely and you're like that's Alex McCord that's Alex McCord <laughs> right it's like uh,
0: whatever an activity at a senior center is a beautiful thing yeah. it's just the specificity yeah. of not just like, it's like her working there, her being a yoga instructor there, but it's not yoga. It's like this it's kind of like the offshoots of yoga are just funny period. Like the goat yoga of it all, but like laughing yoga. That's not yoga at all. That's just, this laughing. is so good.
1: <laughs> she's like Kirk on Gilmore girls. She's yes. has so many jobs. You just never yes. know where she's going <laughs> to <Yes>. pop <up. laughs> It's like, and like this, this thing only has 202, 2,299 views. Like, and I'm definitely like 10 of them. So, you know, th- this has not, it's like, it hasn't penetrated <laughs> yeah. pop culture, but to say to, for you and I to be on this, episode and for you to go like oh I miss Alex McCord like what's she up to be like oh yeah let me let you, let me tell you what she's up to because this was on television like three weeks ago, <laughs> and in Australia in laughing yoga yeah and I wonder I if love... Simon's still in hospitality I'm i sure. I wonder what Francois's up to I hope you I hope Johan and Francois are a-okay I worry about them I, I know they you know talk about an editor getting their digs in Oof. they get that season one edit of alex and simon was unkind i love like i really like that type of housewife
0: that is just uh, uh, unapologetically social climbing Like, it's always nice to be photographed yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all they cared about was seeing and being seen in a way that was so charming because like because they were uh, not was being was out here talking seen. about like this pecking order. Yeah. And you're like, okay, gross. But they weren't seeing or being seen. And yeah. <laughs> Francois and Johan were, were, didn't they only speak French in the
1: home? Because they went to Saint-Bartholomew <laughs> uh, in the off season? They said, <laughs> they said that they only spoke. Like every time you got a talking head of Alex being like, our sons speak only Latin and French. They like cut to like Johan or Francois. Then like eight months and like three being like, wow. And then, like, the nanny (laughs) be like, like, no, say limonade. And they're like, lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) And Alex is like, my sons are trilingual. And then Johan's like, um, and it, yeah and right exactly <laughs> it was so tar- by the bad edits like yeah they go to the Met Opera and they're like we need to get there early because you know we'll be photographed and, and we'll want to talk to people and then it's like a, a, an edit to them having to get out of the limo um, oh my dog is barking at me outside to having to get out of the limo and walk like three blocks in traffic and like everyone's honking at them or they're on the red carpet but no one's taking a picture it's like a, it's just a savage edit it really is Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I um, miss those days. So good. You should do like a rewatch soon. I feel like that is calling your name.
0: I, I'm such a bad show recapper. I don't talk about TV a lot on my podcast because yeah. I feel like I barely pay attention when I'm watching TV. But I used to pay attention. Something happened in my brain where I have trouble watching shows anymore. But I used to just spend full weekends watching end-to-end these seasons and getting so lost in them. And I my my like Reservoir of Knowledge is so specific to like the first five to eight seasons of most cities. Yeah. And then I kind of dropped off. But I think to our conversation, like reality TV is a mirror in a way of what we need to what's actually going on. And we don't always aren't always in a pleasant enough reality to be reliving what's going on, Mm -hmm. or it needs to be a full on escape. But when we're in a tough reality, an escape even doesn't seem like it's matching the tone yeah so I think we're just in a really transformative period of reality television that I, I don't know which way it's gonna go yeah because sometimes it's like aspiration works sometimes Jersey Shore type stuff works I, I all the while I'm just happy Salt Lake is, is in existence honestly. and coming
1: back soon <laughs> I, I love how you're like if something happened to my brain could it be the pandemic that we are still the trauma of this past year and a half. I was going to say my smartphone addiction, probably TikTok, honestly. Yeah, I see. I won't even use to, I let people send me TikToks, but I will not let myself get lost on it. It's like, I just like, it's like, I have to say at 33, like, have I learned anything? You know, like, can I help myself? And part of that is not looking at TikTok because I will. That will be. so smart. Well, I do other things it is, that you are. You would pointless. love it. You I would know, love it. I would love it. <laughs> I know. And every time someone sends me a TikTok, I'm like, I love this, but I just can't because I know, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on Instagram being like, I'm so evolved, like scrolling for three hours. Like, oh, don't you wish for me? Um, Wow. I could really talk. I'm, I'm proud of you. It's nice. Thank easy. you. I could talk to you about Housewives forever. And I think. Likewise. Uh, I might have to. Um, but since we have been talking about it for almost an hour, uh, I would love to know, especially because you gave me an amazing recommendation very recently of press on nails. Hello, 1997. Like, oh, yeah, I love my press on nails. I don't have them on right now, but I've been like, wow, forget trying to paint my nails. That's over.
0: I know it's like uh, the pandemic made me a nail painter more often. And then, but like, I'm not good at getting mine to grow. Mm-hmm. And I found these matte long nails I put on for a wedding last weekend. And I just felt like a new woman. Yeah. And the keys use the glue and not the stickers. Yes. Uh, the sneakers don't work. Right. But they kind of they're there for like a day or two. They work for an event. And I don't want like really long nails all the time anyway. Right. So right. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed them as much as
1: I did. I do. It's like it's like false lashes. You know, it's like put them on for a yeah. thing and take them off. And yeah, fun. long nails are fun for like three hours. And then you're trying to like send an email and you want to die. Yeah. So yeah, I totally right. get it. So I have to know, though, what did you what specific item did you bring to recommend to everybody? For G Thanks just bought it. Um, well, did I need to bring it to show the class? You didn't need to show
0: the class, you just have to talk about it. This, okay, cool. Um, I'm kind of torn
1: between a few. Okay. Everyone <laughs> just, says I don't that, have so one we just launch into it. It's totally fine. We'll just do a okay. few. Let so, us
0: know. So I have a um tabletop miniature uh vacuum cleaner <laughs> <laughs> that gets crumbs off of desks and kitchens. It's like a square that's about three square. Four square inches. It's not a dustbuster. It just... It's not a dustbuster. Oh. It's just like a handheld thing. And you just like run it over crumbs. What and it, yeah, it's and it's the silliest thing, but like and <gasps> it doesn't really save me any time from basic crumb sweeping off a countertop. But I just like that, like, you know, when you're cooking and there's spices and stuff everywhere. Sure you just like kind of I don't know. It, it, I really like the idea of a desktop vacuum. Jeez. And I've seen like some restaurants use these uh but oh, like that little, would be one of them though they I look don't like
1: little hockey pucks
0: yeah it's like it's like the shape uh it's a miniature like Roomba almost but it doesn't self-run you stick yeah. your hand on it and yeah. it just like sucks up crumbs and it does work I'm very into that and it does work okay. you have to charge it but it does work okay um Love that. I also think not enough women um are on board with, uh, dry sh- dry shaving with electric razors. I have this Panasonic electric razor that like changed my life because instead of like shaving in the shower and resenting it, <laughs> like right before I go somewhere, I'll just like shave really fast. And mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. Do you think they're that common? Cause I, t- I posted on Instagram people were like, "Ew, you dry shave. And I'm like, no, this is like the best thing ever. It's not the closest shave, but it does the optics. No, I mean, I've never even thought of dry shaving, but I'm I am constantly only shaving when it's time to go somewhere. So we're talking like within 10 minutes of like having to get ready to go to like the beach or like wearing a dress yes. or just someone's, that is the only time I'm ever shaving. Like I, I very much envy the people who are like, I just shave every time I'm in the shower. I don't live that life. And that's fine if you do, but I I don't even know anything about, I thought dry shaving was, you can literally just, just shave your legs without Without. yeah I just sent you the link on Amazon it has it, almost yeah.
0: 50,000 four and a half star reviews like I just don't think enough people know to do this and it just saves me a lot of um, time in life and it's $21. Tell
1: me how what's your like dry shaving routine then like do you, are you I still don't doing have it one. in it, it, the bathroom are you or like you hanging out in the yeah, living yeah like you can stand in a shower or tub yeah you can
0: stand in a shower or tub or like over a towel it, it absorbs most of the hair like it goes in the thing Ooh. and then you empty it like a vacuum, uh, so I wouldn't do it, like you know, in the back of an Uber. I wouldn't do it in my kitchen. Uh, I'm still, you know, respectful and hygienic. That's nice, but it's just, I, it's just faster and less annoying for some reason. And I don't know. I feel like that's one of my uh, conveniences anymore that I can't live without. I travel with it. Um, Fascinating, and you don't and get then... razor.
1: You don't get razor burn. You don't get like, and it's like what twenty five bucks. This is not a heavy financial. Yeah. Lift. $21. I would be afraid of bumps. I don't have any trouble. Do you shave your like bikini area I, with it?
0: I have. Yes. Okay. And I, I have pretty sensitive skin. And for some reason it, this doesn't, it, again, it's not the closest shave or like the smoothest shave. Right. It just gets the job done.
1: Okay. Sure. Yeah, no. And that's <laughs> for the sort optics, of what I'm know? looking at. I, look, if I'm wearing like a T length dress to a wedding, you best believe I am only shaving up to where the dress hits. Like we're not, yes. I'm not doing a full, I can't remember the last time oh, I God went to the God. back of my legs. Who cares? Like the, the upper back of my thigh, who cares? Right. It's just the parts that are visible. Yeah. Like, and that's what I use this for. Right. Exactly. But that no, that's fascinating. And also just, I always find myself when I'm traveling being like, I don't have a razor and then what, and then you have to go find the CVS right. wherever you are. This
0: is, and this the other is thing great. is, if you like put fake tanner on, like if I have on a uh, sunless tanner on my legs or something that I want to keep on, like a razor's gun, like takes it all off because it kind of exfoliates, exfoliates it your yeah. skin. Mm. Uh, but the dry, the, the dry razor doesn't go that close to your skin. So it's just taking the hair. Fascinating. It's hard to explain.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope that this is still, so this will be if you're hearing this now it's Friday when we recorded it, it was when we recorded this, it was Tuesday. And right now it's only tw- it's $8 off already. And then there's an extra 15% off. So this is like a very good deal. Oh, wow! I know they're saying it's the lowest you're price in a very long up. time. Look at you, Kate, like coming in with like a good, a good, uh, time, uh, sensitive wreck. I love it. I'm, Look I'm actually going to try this. This sounds great. Cause also like the, an- back. the ankles too. You always like miss that little yes. like strip on the ankle. Um, and you can't yeah. cut yourself with these. There's a, it's a guard. Well, that's great because that is not the case with regular. I don't think
0: so. Don't take my word for it. You know, still be careful. <laughs> I'm going to
1: show up oh, with please. like bloody, like scarlet Kate. Hey, you <laughs> yeah. told me, you told me I couldn't do it. No, this is maybe wonderful. I'm too fancy free. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a wonderful recommendation. and right now under $20. That's great. I'm still kind of stuck on the tabletop vacuum I didn't know that it was a thing <laughs> I should have brought it in the room I love
0: yeah it. it's it, it's like really doesn't save any time it's just a gadget I genuinely
1: yeah like uh yeah
0: and then the only last thing I'll say is I, I think that like you know when you see people with like the shiniest hair you're like why is your hair sh- like how yeah. get shiny how that's not greasy yeah I just think the big secret is the this color wow serum called pop and lock shellac have you tried this no I have not um I just think it's one of the most important hair products I've ever used it's like it's just like a shellac. It even has like glitter in it. And I, and I swear anytime you see somebody on TV with like a slicked part and their hair back and it's shiny or really glossy curls, it's because of this product. And I just think it's like a really great, it's one of the only hair products um, that I've used for a long time when I just want my hair to look glossy.
1: Okay. I've never heard of this. They sell it at Sephora. It's under $20. It's called, it is $20 actually. Sorry. It's color. Wow pop and lock frizz control and glossing serum serum. Is that the right one? High gloss shellac? No, it does not say the word shellac. So maybe I'm wrong. Let's say, th- what is the. Oh, is it- let me. I'll send you the Amazon link.
0: Wow, please. Oh, no, it's here pop, we go. Color Wow pop and lock. High, is, gloss high gloss shellac. shellac. It's
1: $20. There it is. Yes. Yeah, so I think it is the same. Uh, it's the same brand, but Sephora doesn't have this one. Okay. This is great. Intel. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. So wait, how do you put it on and how does it not let your like like what what's the process? Do you dry your hair first? Like what's the whole like give me everything.
0: I put it on damp. I'll like put make do like a dime or nickel size when my hair is damp before I blow dry it. And I'll coat like top of ears down and maybe some in the roots, depending if I'm wearing it up or down. And then when you blow dry it, your hair is just. It's just shiny. And Whoa. I just, I always thought that people had like naturally really shiny hair, but I, I think that they've been putting like lip gloss on their hair this whole time. And I Damn. didn't realize it. And I think this is kind of what that is, is lip gloss for hair, but it's not gross text, it's texture wise.
1: And it doesn't feel greasy? Not to me. I wouldn't put
0: it too close to my roots, especially okay. if I had oily hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just, I don't know. I'm, bu- I'm literally it, buying especially it. Especially if you want so. to do like a st- very stick straight look. It, yeah. I think it makes hair look so shiny and um, yeah, I, so I, I can only speak to my hair type, but I just have dry ends and my I guess what ends easily and I just yeah. when my hair's dirty and I've been using dry shampoo, it bothers me so I'll also use it when it's dry uh And like if my hair is a couple of days old and kind of just like shush it up shush a bit, it up and, I'm
1: a and I mean, I'm thinking about like all of the housewives looks too, where they all come in with their like slicked parts and I'm always like, what I could never and like Ariana Grande's ponytail like could never it's all product, you're right. I mean, my hair is in need of a mask right now like i I am actually I wash my hair too much. that's my problem. so it's like very just like the, but I also just hate the feeling of it being like. Oily. Way down. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you try? I mean, we talked about this on a few episodes ago and we talked about it all the time on the Instagram. But have you tried the like the L'Oreal Wonder Water yet? It's very. Huh. Oh, okay. Let me send you a link. Um this what is it? it's honestly it's sort of magic. Like it is, it's supposed to, it replaces your conditioner like two or three times a week or two three washes. And it's like nine dollars. And um uh Target has it. Let me send you. It's like I can't even <laughs> I can't explain what it is. I just know that it works and it like makes your hair look salon like fresh. It, you shampoo, you you wash out the shampoo, your hair is totally clean. And at this point you would normally put in conditioner. Instead, you put in this water, this wonder water and you lather it through your hair and then you immediately rinse it out. And it's like it's like as if you did a deep conditioning treatment. I am adding this yeah. to my cart. <laughs> it is really good. I got the idea for I got the idea. I got the recommendation from Jen Fallac who does um The Ultimate Edit newsletter she was on the show last week. And everyone, I feel like this is a very big like influencer like you know, uh like lug, you know, beauty on a budget kind of thing because like it's like Dyson Airwrap. <laughs> yeah. Which do you have it? Cuz I love mine. I no. I, I I bought I've it. I never tried one but you have, people look great it you, looks like a lot of work uh I actually don't think it's that much work I think the work is really with the hair dryer and a curling brush. like I can't use both hands so I need a tool that can do oh. it all but I bought I bought the air wrap and like the day it came out um on a fluke actually because it was like sold out and then this woman in front of me at Ulta was returning hers and I was like I'll buy it and they gave me like a oh, 10 percent. <laughs> it was a sign I know it was, it was god um uh, they gave me like a 10% off because it had already been opened. I was like, I would pay full price because it was really hard to get. And I, I like, do not go anywhere without it. I love that thing. You can't tell right now. I didn't use it today. Obviously. Uh, I look- you might've just talked me into
0: it. I've wanted to try. I think I'm like, you know, how, did you ever watch like rescue nine one one in the nineties? Yeah. And you know how like they pretty much told you if you go into a hotel pool, your hair will get sucked into the yep. drain yep. and yep. you will drown. Yep. Um, When I see hair going into something or getting electronically stuck in
1: something, I, I feel nervous. Yes, it does look, there's really no way to reconcile the perception of your hair being sucked into a machine. It's not sucking, it's blowing, but the angle at which... The vents oh. are moving. I know science, science, science uh, Science is what wraps wild. your hair. Nothing is getting, nothing is in the machine. Oh. Nothing is being sucked. Oh. It's all being blown. <laughs> um, but it's. I should like email their marketing department. I don't think they've made that that clear. <laughs> um, I can connect you with your PR person. <laughs> but I think you should. But that's the thing is like. It's, I'm interested now. You should try it because you have, you have long hair, right? Like how long is your hair? Mm-hmm you would do it's like below my oh yeah I mean you could get a real I I would really like you to try it I I sometimes with like
0: uh like rollers or like blowouty curl situations I do feel like a long blonde hair gets a little pageant Mm. um there are so I'm interested to
1: see I should try it there you should definitely try it it's there's obviously a learning a learning curve you know um but Like for anything, but like, I maybe after like a week, not even maybe like three days of just like watching YouTube tutorials and just being like, okay, this is how it's going to do. And then, you know, figuring out like how to brush it out or what to do. Like I sometimes take a flat iron over the end so it doesn't look very like Faucet. Uh I was looking, totally. I was looking like a real, I look like I went to dry bar. Like. And I was spending a lot of money on blowouts in my New York life for, for some reason. But like I loved going to get a blowout because I could never His name, you know, but with this thing, if you go to a lot of weddings, if you're going to like a lot of like, I don't know, it just it, honestly, for me, it has paid for itself. That's all I can say.
0: I these babies pay for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I,
1: no, I love uh, I love a tool that allows me
0: to elevate my look when I want to feel special because there got to be a time in like you know, 2016, 2017, we were all Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, like batty contouring. When I was like, my everyday look is now my going out look and I never feel special.
1: Yes, this will really help. It really is like, and the only, I have recommended it to people who have like pixie haircuts, like, but your hair is made Mm. for this. And yes, I do get like a 20% cut if you, no, I'm just kidding. But your hair is really made for an air wrap because it's long. Like, you can do a lot with it. Okay.
0: You might have talked me into it. I've been kind of raging against uh, – just because, like, the the price point is no joke. And yeah. so many influence – you know how, like, when so many influencers hawk something, you don't know if it's that good. Yes. Or if the commission's just there. Thus, and, this like, podcast Barefoot was Dreams born. Like, it. genuinely love it. Yeah.
1: And – Fit fun boxes. While, and I'm like, Oh my
0: God, it's just a blanket. Yeah. It's not just a blanket. It moves with you. It's not too hot. Fab it's warm fit enough fun
1: boxes are the same thing. It's like, I, I, I love my fab fun box. And it wasn't because <laughs> 19,000 Bravo stars were like, you're going to love your fab fit fun box. I was like, you bitch, you're getting paid so much for this, but I genuinely love it. I think they did a misservice there. But like, I mean, this is why G things just bought. It. it was born because we were like, we don't actually, I want to talk to like real people about what they bought and what they like, because I c- sometimes can't cut through the noise of influencer culture. Um,
0: you're, I mean, you're brilliant. I I mean, this was, I just, <laughs> in my head added everything to cart. I mean, this is the most influential thing I've been a part of in months.
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> I really want you to try it. Look, you can buy it from a retailer that will let you return it that you can honestly, the resell value on these things are, is high. I think there's a, there is a, uh, way that you can, bu- you know, buy it from a big box store that lets you return, you know, like, like, yeah. Also also, I I I have some issues with some like my Dyson vacuum like craps out on me all the time and I get really annoyed by it. But dude, they have a lifetime warranty. Like you that mm. my air wrap, uh like something got crushed on a trip in an airplane and I just called them and they were like, Yeah, send it back, we'll send you a new one. I was like, Okay. I mean, that's worth the money for me. I wanna be buried with this thing. And I'll be like, I spent $600 <laughs> on it. Like put it in the grave with me. I, I actually
0: am interested in buying things for market research. <laughs> this is uh, a write-off.
1: I mean, you have an LLC. Like, this I is I a just write-off. Bought,
0: I bought two nap dresses. <laughs> so I could, ooh, geez. <laughs> so guess, oh, geez. There she go. I bought two yes. naps. Whoops. I bought two nap dresses because there was so much hype from influencers. And that was the thing. I couldn't separate the noise. Yes. Um, And yeah, the, you know, long story short, not my vibe, but uh comfortable nonetheless
1: you know i but saw, those things are everywhere right now are you right keeping now. them i know are you keeping are you, are you no keeping... i'm returning can i tell you and i don't want this sh- i re- like I'm, i know i'm prefacing it by, by being like oh no offense but and i this is not to so sound insulting you convinced me not to buy a nap dress because because <laughs> sorry to hill house <laughs> sorry hill House. <laughs> no because it's like that's this, It's the same thing. I really appreciated that you just put it on and you took a picture in the mirror because the only other times I see nap dress pictures are like styled and edited and like well lit. and yeah, like i like not berry picking. Yeah, exactly. You're not like having a picnic with like a baguette and like a French, cheese. right? <laughs> and if you're not in a
0: field of wildflowers, that dress is hard right. to pull off, right? In the city, in the Midwest, right? So that was my point. I'm like, this real hyper feminine style is so pretty, and it works for a lot of people. Yeah. But like, I put it on and did not feel like myself, which yes. is the ultimate barometer. Yeah. So that's like a hard thing to influencer wise when it's just like, N- it's not for me, yeah. but could be good for you. Yeah. And I felt kind love of bad because so many people love them.
1: No, people love it, but but also as a person who is like looking to somebody like you to tell me, I know myself. Like I, like if I wear an app dress, like out people would be like, what? Like not people, like people I know would be like, I, are you okay? Like this is, it's a real far <laughs> departure from who I am. And I, but I also am like, but you know, we always struggle with the parts of ourselves. that's like, I could, I could pick wildflower. I could go berry picking. I could do it, but it's not oh my me. God. If I want to do it, I'll, I mean, also like the baby doll, like I have boobs, like I, I don't look right, you know, yeah. wearing like a big scrunchy uh, top. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you what that scrunchy top
0: too? Uh, th- they're known to be like, uh, people talk about how they're like universally figure flattering and work for curves or not. And like maybe, but my entire boob popped out yeah. three times in <laughs> 90 minutes. <laughs>
1: that's that's not you can't good. really wear a bra with yeah, it right you can't that's not good and also the people who love to tell you that things are great on any size are the people who like uh, aren't don't have to worry about their boob popping out of like a scrunchie top every Interesting 90 minutes point. but I also Interesting felt Interesting point I mean but weren't we wearing these tops in like seventh or eighth grade the 2000s and this is what marketing does to me I'm like no but it's a nap dress now and I have to get one and
0: everything's (laughs) in the name because that that the bunched ruching on the top is the same as the terry cloth bathing suit cover-ups that like Jessica Simpson wore newlyweds while she was ignoring her chores Yes. yes
1: yes the juicy couture terry cloth oh my gosh in lime green and pink Yeah.
0: And they they worked then they work now. It's Mm. I I think that like it's just another manifestation of the same type of product silhouette and stretchiness in a like where a really wealthy woman parlayed it into saying she wanted to dress like a Victorian ghost and look pretty around the house. And like, I'm not even meant for napping.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't even nap. I don't like to nap. I'd rather go to bed at eight napping. o'clock. I don't like napping. It throws me off. I wake up and I don't know where I am and I don't know what time it is. And I don't know what day it is. And I don't like that feeling. Um, but I, but again, I, I, thanks to you and your honest review on Instagram, it makes me realize that following like Rachel Parcell and her 19,000 sisters who are doing these like edited, like photoshoots where she's all like, it's time. so cute. I'm wearing the extra, extra, extra small. And, and, <sighs> it's so cute it's just so pretty and it's so and I'm like it is so cute it is so pretty okay. yeah you look so cute <laughs> it, that's the hard part about
0: the aspiration of bloggers yes. and like big berry picking energy it's like <laughs> I, I I've spent the better part of a decade convincing myself I could be as cottage core chic as Julia Barrelsheimer yes like she picks so many flowers and like yes she, her life is so beautiful. And I think she's sincere in her delivery yes. of her beautiful life. I don't fault her for it. Yeah. I, I just think that um, some people have a skill to live more curated and yeah. more curated manner than others. And moreover, some people's natural aesthetic is it's interesting because it's not that common. Like yeah. the cottage really committing to a cottage, quarry, like modern Laura Ashley type mm-hmm. vibe in like a wealthy sense is, is really aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. but like, I just don't actually know anybody in my real life who, who goes to that many like sunflower fields. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't even know if that many sunflower fields exist. I mean, we're like in a climate crisis. Like, I don't know what's going on with the sunflower fields. Did the, yeah, bloggers, sunflower? <laughs> did the bloggers cause the, sun, the climate crisis because of how many sunflowers they picked off this earth. It's the same way when you see the Madewell tote bags, And they have all the flowers in them. And I'm like, show me a Madeville tote bag with like gum stuck to the bottom and like 72 cents in dirty change and like a tampon that's like lost its wrapper because that's more me. That's more. That's I um, that I can relate. Can the bag hold that? That's I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Stop showing me pieces. <laughs> stop showing me baguettes poking out of leather bags. Because I will, I will, re- I will never remember that I've never put a baguette in a re- leather bag. And I'll be like, I have to. Never. I don't <laughs> want. The, I don't want my bread free
0: balling. No. Like, what's it touching? I don't no. want it out in the out with the elements and like. <laughs> you gotta draw the line. Question box. <laughs> people ask that in question boxes a lot because like Taibel things I bought and like does like what's in your bag or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like. I literally found in one of my crossbody purses, Dave and Buster coins. Like I, I'm not, it's not right. Like I just don't treat these things well.
1: Yeah. That's maybe eight years old. Yeah. Right. Like that, but that's worth a lot. That's like the beanie babies of now. It's like, save those Dave and Buster coins. Dave and Buster. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be like a Hamilton esque musical in like 2050. And someone will be calling you about the Dave and Buster's coins for like the props and you'll make, you'll make some real uh, money on that. I didn't throw it away. I didn't. (laughs) I I think that's the other funny thing about influencer culture is like,
0: when you wear something on the internet, everyone asks you for a swipe up, but I'm like, I'm a normal person and this is eight years old. Yeah, you're like, this is Old Navy 2012. (laughs) The conditioning that it's almost scary that consumers are conditioned to want links Mm -hmm. because it's, they live we live in this thing where it's normal to always only be wearing new things and like mm-hmm. most people aren't always wearing new things and I that I find troubling but that's a whole other conversation no but it's anyway it's wasn't
1: very sure true if you felt the same way no I do one of the things I really admire about my friend Serena Wolf who if you're not following her she's wonderful she is a um chef and she's very approachable and as someone who really doesn't cook she has taught me a lot about cooking like she's aspirational but like in a way that is like attainable for me and I really like it but she's always post she's beautiful and she always posts pictures of um like videos and and she writes she gets so many asks for like what she is wearing that in very small font she'll say like okay the shoes are this this and it's always like old old like the dress is this and it's old like I sorry it's from five years ago I don't know it's from 10 years ago um and I appreciate that because you're right like everyone's like oh you must be Trying to sell me this thing that you're wearing, whereas my aesthetic is right. very like, oh, it's clean, oh, it's clean, and it's in my closet. I'll wear that. Okay, right. And it's it's funny that
0: I don't even think that the consumer realizes that it's them that has the shifted mindset. Like mm-hmm. it's, I'm not selling you anything. You're just expecting me to. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And also, like, if if you're really curious, like, I, anything I'm wearing is either from Target. From Old Navy, maybe from the Gap, and like maybe like one, like kooky accessory from an Etsy store, and that's kind of what you can rely on me for. I'm not coming out here with like how big do famous brands.
0: How like how big do our podcasts have to be till we start shopping at Revolve? I don't
1: shop at Revolve. I would love that. I know, but also we're too old. You know, you watch those ba- uh, you watch those Bama Rush TikToks, and I know you did, but I'm like, I'm not shopping at Sheen Like my my dress is not from revolve, like if I did one of those things, I'd be like, uh, you know jeans <laughs> target shirt uh I think it's my husband's. I'm not wearing any shoes <laughs> like I haven't washed my hair like I just like I don't not wearing there's shoes. there's so much stuff I loved you know what I loved, and then we'll probably have to wrap it up though I could really talk to you forever. I loved in your breakdown of Bama talk rush talk, whatever it was that you could not, they were talking so fast and <laughs> <laughs> they were talking so fast and also saying the names of like boutiques in Tuscaloosa that like they, t- they say it as if I'm supposed to know the, like my bracelets are <laughs> from no like, content. yeah, yeah they're like bracelets are from my friends, like crazy girlsville. And you're like, what you're like, what they're from your friends or is the store called friends? Where is <laughs> the <are laughs> <your> friends crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are the bracelets from? And, Where are the bracelets from Peyton? Well, in, in, Women are out here. These young
0: women, very earnestly, very sweetly, are are you know trying to prepare for what they think is a big moment in their lives, and they're getting on with this deliberate. The entire point of the video is to share their outfit. Yeah, and they press record. Yeah, and they get on video and say, "Ugh, I don't know where my yeah. dress is from." Yeah, <laughs> <are> you're doing. <laughs> oh oh. Yeah. And then like their friend is in the, like the bunk next to them. They're like, Carly, it's from, it's from daytime
1: moonscape. And I'm like, where is daytime moonscape? (laughs) Give us a link. Carly Carly spelled C-A-R-L-E-I-G-H. Give us a link. (laughs) Yes give us a li- yeah they're like um they- dress I don't know uh shoes I borrowed from Terry uh shorts are I don't know I think they're my mom's <laughs> my I'm like what high school counselor gave right. it to me they're like simultaneously so like so happy to be there but then also pretending like oh like um yeah I don't know I just found myself in front of the camera doing this like oh uh, like I'm just so crazy
0: and shoes are golden it- goose is that like a thing I maybe don't do in the city is like in smaller towns and suburbs like do boutiques run the show like, I pretty much only shop like, online or at, like, the Nordstrom Rack in person or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, the the bang, every, and everyone was wearing so many bracelets. And I'm like, I don't know that I need you to walk me through your entire yeah. arm party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, Trixie's Trinket,
1: Staytime Moonscape, <laughs> like,
0: Buddha, like, Buddha crazy bangles. girl friends. And I'm like, I'm yeah, kidding. exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't even see
1: them. <laughs> yeah. You're, Carly, hold them closer to the camera, Carly just pause it pause (laughs) it for a second Carly we want to is that the one from Dan's is it the third one down from daytime moonscape yeah I don't know I think maybe that kind of happened I'm just guessing I have no absolutely no source behind this but like boutiques getting Instagram probably helped it become like a thing but you're right I'm going to TJ Maxx I'm going to Nordstrom Rack if I'm feeling wild, feel I'm going bad. to Marshalls. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm, I'm bad. I'm not loyal to boutiques. Yeah, I'm bad. I'm not supporting my local business. I mean, if there's one thing you can tell, you can say about these TikTok girls, these TikTok Alabama Rush girls, is they are keeping daytime moonscape in business, and we need daytime moonscape. <laughs> Small businesses are everything. It makes That's me feel completely like an asshole. Made up, by the way. I don't. That oh, doesn't exist. But
0: like, but it could. In my head, it was <laughs> always like something that didn't make sense.
1: <laughs> and my shoes are Golden Goose. I know. And I was like my belt is Gucci. Um, my shirt is Sheen, my necklace is Sheen, my headband is Sheen, my, je- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my jeans are Sheen. Sheen Nation, like, I didn't think we were supporting Sheen
0: one. Some people called it Sheen, some yeah. people say Sheen. Yeah. It, it's like, I, mean, I guess that's their Forever 21. I'm I like very so. much still on the ASOS train. Me too. Um, But yeah, Sheen, I like never think to shop there. And I thought, like,
1: don't they sell like horrible products that are like,
0: they'll disintegrate
1: uh, on your they make H&M look luxury i think is what Sheen is yeah
0: there was some scandal with Sheen. um but yeah no it was uh it, i also didn't realize how skorts were back and i also oh, didn't geez. realize that like flowy cotton shorts are happening
1: oh like a like a pleat like a like a kind of like what yeah, our moms like they were wearing. wearing denim okay they couldn't wear denim and they weren't
0: but so like when you can't wear a biker short or, like, an exercise short or, or denim, what shorts are you wearing? Like khakis? You know, I, I – Like,
1: what are they? Well, that's what that's where my head would go is,
0: <laughs> is you know, respectable, sensible khaki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they were finding really creative bottoms that were skorts or, like – uh, those free people shorts with a huge waistband that are uh, pa- sold out right bags. now because of yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But again, we're too old. We're now in, I'm assuming you're in your thirties. We're in invisible country. No one sees it. We can walk down the street. Yeah. No one sees us. I, I a, hate that, but also kind of love it. It doesn't matter. And, and this is like when people are like, Oh, low rise jeans are coming back. I'm like, not for us, not for us. Like there's a reason that Mom Jeans was totally. an SNL skit, and why we always thought our moms dresses dressed like morons. We were the ones that were dressing like morons. Like we looked stupid. Our moms were comfortable, <laughs> right. and they were laughing at us. Like the like, oh, skinny eyebrows are coming back. Not for me. I'm not in eighth grade. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm high waisted jeans up to my boobs, thick eyebrows. Kids can laugh at me all they want if they can even see me. I'm fine with that. But like, yeah, I don't. I, I think that this. I don't know the and like, but I do. I I feel like I'm giving off mom vibes when I look at those golden goose sneakers, and I'm like, they already look. Di- they come looking like that. They look so dirty. I know. You want to buy? You look like you're wearing dirty shoes. Oh,
0: trust me. I know. I'm. I tr- I like. I'm very sensitive to that because I hate when people are unaccepting of inevitable generational divides, and it just yep. ages you and makes you more relevant. And it's like you can get on board or don't. But with the clothing stuff. There is a tangible difference that happens in your life when you stop dressing for the gaze of other people and you just wear what you like. And some people like to be trendy. Some people yeah. like to be comfortable. Yeah. I have worn a black bodysuit and distressed denim for four years. Yes. Every time I have left my house.
1: Yes. Yes. And, I, <laughs> and yeah. that is just what it is. I wear distressed dem- denim and a French tucked like white V-neck T-shirt and like something else. And that's it. And that's it. And I, and I'm like, it's your wow, uniform. it's your uniform. And it also makes my life a lot easier. And. I just know what I like and I still like it. And when I stop liking it, I'll do something else. But I am so happy that I don't, because I think that people who want to do trends enjoy it. Like, oh, this is a new thing and I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's fun. My whole experience with trends as a kid is like, now everyone's wearing this and now I have to wear that. Like it was like a thing I didn't want to do, but I had to do anyway because it would determine whether you were like worthy of like a seat at some table. But I think right yeah I'm like I want to wear t-shirts and jeans for the rest of my life that's what I'll probably do I don't begrudge anyone I'm actually kind of jealous of the people who are like into trends but I hope it comes from a place of like this is I like doing it and I love clothes and I love trends and not like oh I have to
0: a hundred percent and that's why that the the whole like chuggy conversation incenses me and it's like yes to make fun of people for being like a little behind I just don't love because there's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't, nor you wouldn't be refreshing or overhauling your entire wardrobe every two years. So, like, yeah. who cares if you're still wearing your faux fur vest from peak Christian Girl Autumn, you know, 2016. More too, like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really support Chevron anymore, but if that's your journey.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but if that's your journey, like I, I, if, if that's your journey, I have a lot of friends who got married in 2011 that could send you some decor. Yeah. You know, like they're it's almost vintage. It, it's vintage. <laughs> right. We I was in a thrift store recently with my friend and we looked at something and it was like one of those like wooden um like library file card boxes. And immediately my head was like, 10 yeah. years ago, I would have if I was getting married 10 years ago, I would have bought this and then like repurposed it for like some wet, wh- like wh- where the seating cards would have been. That's exactly where my head went. Oh yeah. That was, that was very 2011 mini cupcakes, you know, Chevron, right. It's all. And it <laughs> yeah. and, and also, also you guys, if you're over your den, your, your faux fur vests, don't do anything with them. Keep them in the closet because in 10 years, some, some teen is going to pay you like $90 on Poshmark for that faux, for a vest and you're going to make some money so if you have the space just One of the- sit tight sit, sit tight sit tight i wish i saved my going out tops oh. it's weird to watch the used
0: on tiktok they're like trying on my mom's clothes from the early 2000s yeah. and they're trying on like <laughs> a, a pleated slacks from express yeah, or like the bubble dresses <laughs> with like the like a yes.
1: tube top ruching God. that's
0: that's hard for me that's where i feel like now i'm i'm resentfully 100 like I, I need to get off this yeah
1: well when the bubble sw- when, when the swooping Hems. side bangs comes back when the mm-hmm. swooping just big thick swooping side bangs come back i can't wait to tell those teenagers where it's at we were doing that in 2008 Oh yeah, um, and my and when really? when being very bronzed, when being overly tan comes back, I'll show you all the pictures. We were there first. We put our feet down on that land first. Okay, we were purpley, <laughs> we were purpley <laughs> maroon tan from a tanning bed, despite being Irish, before it was cool. And. This is my first- I, cosplaying Laguna Beach high school
0: students.
1: (laughs) Imagine the day, like, if I ever have a child, like, I would hope that and if I ever have a daughter, I would hope that the timing doesn't sync up so that like I have to go out and do back to school shopping with her. And she's like, I want a denim skirt and Uggs and I want three Ralph Lauren polo shirts and I'm going to wear them all together and I'm going to pop all the collars. I will not. I will not pay for that. I will not pay for that. You get a job. You pay for that with your own money. I'm not doing that again. I'm, I can't. That's not where my money can go. I'm sorry. Uh, polos too. The real ones were like $75. Yeah. I mean, like to layer three
0: Yeah, at, at a point, d- don't get the real deal. Just layer the non-brands right. under the one polo
1: you need. And but imagine your mom saying that to you though. You'd be like, you don't understand. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. It'd How be like traumatizing. Oh my gosh. I mean, but like, imagine like there has, to, I know there's that, that girl on TikTok that does the videos. I know enough that she's like going, getting ready to go to the pool in 2005 and it's like, Hillary yeah, Duff yeah. Is playing around. But I would love to see one where it's just thirty seconds of put on a polo shirt, put on another polo shirt, put on another polo shirt. Because truly the there were some girls walking around like four polo shirts. Like red, blue, pink, green, all popped collars. And I used to see that and be like totally. I wish it was me. I wish. I wish I was her. I love that.
0: Well, and I think it was a big scam uh, for, on behalf of uh, like Abercrombie and Hollister mm. who realized if they made paper-thin tissue layers, you would have to buy five
1: shirts. That's right. And your mom would never leave you, you leave upselling. the house in just one. So you'd have to like... No, they're completely, <laughs> they're completely transparent. It's like it, ridiculous yeah. when I think about it. Also, those stores were so dark, you almost didn't even realize you were buying 10 shirts at the same... You thought you were walking out with one shirt. You just bought 10. Because the, the Nausea from the perfume. Yeah, my mom would like never go into Abercrombie with me. I'm like, you get it, you're not cool. My mom's like, you're right, I'm not cool. This sucks. Like, I'm not. I do not want to go into Hollister <laughs> with you, Kate Kennedy. I, I mean, this could really be like a five-hour episode, but I am. I'm not gonna take up the entirety of your day. I'm so happy we did this. Oh my gosh, I had the best time. You'll have to come on
0: mine sometime. We'll just shoot the shit. I love when. uh You feel like you barely scratch the surface, and we like talked about
1: everything and nothing. Yeah, everything and nothing. Like right before we started recording, I was like, you know, Kate, this is just sort of like a casual. You know, we'll just see what happens. We'll see where. Meanwhile, and then we're like, and to conclude our dissertation on the Real Housewives of Beverly, (laughs) (laughs) we really, we really went for it. And again, yeah, felt like we really we really could go farther. So I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk. Um, I will link to everything that we chatted about. Um, the handheld vacuum, the tabletop vacuum, the dry shaving machine, which I've already ordered and the, I'm excited about the shellac. And I'm mostly excited that I hope that I've convinced you to get the air wrap. Um, maybe air wrap and shellac is the new vaxxed and (laughs) waxed. (laughs) <laughs> think I think it might be. Alright, you guys will see you next week for another episode. FG, thanks You just bought it.